It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And welcome to season three, episode two. It still feels weird to say season three. It's crazy. (laughs) Granted, like the last time that we were actually hanging out, we were still saying season two. So now it feels weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've created a single episode backlog. And maybe (laughs) one day we'll have a little bit more because honestly, it would be nice. Yeah. That involves me prepping two episodes at a time, and I... That's a lot of work, baby. It just is. Hey, it's a lot of work to make a podcast. It's a, <laughs> Hey, it's a lot of work to make a podcast. People think it's just sitting there and talking, but, like, it's not. <laughs> There's so much. I wish it were just sitting here and talking. For some people, it is. For some people, yeah. it is sitting here and talking, and they have people for that, but um, we don't have people for that, so we're, we're doing it homegrown, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what are you nostalgic for this week? I'm nostalgic for my first car. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I uh, my family had a 2002 Ford Explorer that we got in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was our family car up until I turned 16. And then my parents kind of said, here you go, and gave it to me. And it was just the best because when you get your first car and you get to go places just by yourself and like feel like something is yours, yeah. that is not just in your family or at your house it's so much fun and it was just really fun to also like have a parking pass at school Mm. and uh get to go out for school lunches and just (laughs) just all the vibes but i took it with me to college and i kind of killed it in college but (laughs) it lasted all four years so i still think that's a success that's amazing (laughs) so i had that from 2002 fully to like 2017 2018 so it lasted a very long time that's a great um, that's a great last in car fords man <laughs> built tough <laughs> built <Ford tough. laughs> um yeah but i definitely towards the end of it you know like how in some trunks with the like, bigger cars how it'll swing completely open and then some of them have like a hatchback where it's just like the window opens yeah my hatch had completely broken at one point so i had to like duct tape it down because i couldn't i didn't have enough money to go get it fixed oh no <laughs> and it felt so terrible but yeah. i was like i have to have it stick <laughs> yeah no and then sure. at some point i used like the what are those called like the cables that have the two hooks on the end i don't I know what they're called but i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah i used that so it felt great but i was like i really just ran that thing right into the ground and i mean it was that's great. the best way to have a car you know <laughs> just run it straight into the ground my my first car was a 2001 nissan altima i believe Ooh. Uh, man, I love that car. My, my dad, um, had Nissans for a really, really long time. So I think that was part of the reason that I always loved Nissans is because I loved his, his cars. But then my stepdad was actually the one who gave me my first car. Um, when him and my mom got married, we had that car, but then he, he wanted a truck because he's just like big dude and wants a truck. And so Mm -hmm. I got his Nissan. And uh, I promptly named him Flynn, which I think was my sister's suggestion because she loved Tangled and Flynn Rider. And I was like, his name is Flynn. It's perfect. I love him. So yeah, loved my first car. I only had him for like two years because when I went to college, I lived in the city and like having a car was completely useless. (laughs) 
So they gave him away to my stepdaughter, or my step my stepdaughter, my stepsister, um, <laughs> who promptly covered him in cigarette smoke. And mm. the one time I wrote in it after he became hers, it, I was like, my poor boy, what happened to you? <laughs> that reminded me, my car's name was Dora. Dora the Explorer, and it was just perfect. It also was old enough that it had the tape deck where it was the aux cord tape that you plugged in, and then it came out, and I felt so cool, because I was (laughs) like, I don't have Bluetooth in here, but I got this. (laughs) My my stepdad had upgraded the stereo, um, so like the the rest of the car was old, but for whatever reason, the sound system was new, and uh, so I still had, I just had like a proper aux cord, but... um, I didn't have like I had an iPod touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have like a phone that did literally anything. So I would plug in my iPod and uh, <laughs> just blast music. So my favorite days was driving from work to or from school to work, which is like right down the street and just like blasting music. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's the best. Oh, I miss that car. That was a great one. Thanks. What are you nostalgic for? My first C2E2. Mm-hmm. So C2E2. For those who don't know, stands for Comic Convention and Entertainment Expo. It's the big uh, Comic-Con in Chicago that they have every year. And I don't know, I, I was like in my phone for something, just like scrolled through my archive. Oh, I was looking for the picture um, that, that we took, the one of, like one of the only pictures we took last weekend. <laughs> and uh, I like accidentally hit the, the top of my um, phone and it scrolled me to the top of my archive, which on Instagram was like my first C2E2 weekend. And so I was looking at those photos and videos that I took and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember going to C2E2. My friends in college, like my guy friends in college had been going for years and I was like, "Eh, I don't really care. Like I wasn't into comics. (laughs) I wasn't into like the stuff that they were going for. So I didn't really care. But uh, in 2018, I was really into Riverdale and I had the idea of cosplaying as Bughead, which was Betty and Jughead's ship name. I cosplayed both of them at the same time. Oh, wow. And I thought that was so clever. I was like, oh my God, I'm a genius. Like, this is inspired. (laughs) Like, everyone's going to be asking me about my cosplay. Had no idea what T2E2 was, literally at all. And I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know what to, like, where to do it. And T2E2 was like, I want to say like a month or two away at that point. I was like, oh, perfect. I'll go on Saturday. It'll be a great time. I'll do this cosplay and it'll be really cool. (laughs) I'm so dumb. I didn't know anything about T2E2. People do like high grade professional cosplay at T2E2 and at most comic conventions. Um, Nobody looked at me at all, (laughs) which is fine and correct because I I just looked like a person, honestly. Um, But it was still really fun. And uh, ever since that one year I went, I was like, oh, I'm doing this every year now. It's amazing. And I'm going to go all three days. Um, I just went on a Saturday the first time. And now I go pretty much every year. It was the first time I didn't go was last year because they so they canceled it. No, they the last big convention that happened in Chicago in 2020 was C2E2. It happened in February. It had been pushed. Normally it was in March. And we were all like everybody who goes C2E2 was mad because it was pushed all the way to February. And uh, that was the last one because there was a comic convention like maybe two or three weeks later. Oh, wow. That was at McCormick. Not a comic convention, but just like another convention that was at McCormick Place, which is where C2E2 is. And they canceled it because of COVID. So that was it, which was like, I'm very happy that I got to go in 2020. So then they pushed the 2021 one all the way to December. Um, and I didn't go to that one because it was between Seattle and Liz's graduation. And I was like, I simply can't do this. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is simply not feasible. But yeah, the, this year's is in August and uh, it's so much fun. And I always get just a ton of very cool original art and the panels are really cool. They have a Taz meetup. I do my Taz cosplay. Um, the Adventure Zone, if you don't listen to Taz. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful time. And I I purely went by like, sheer ego and just like chance i was like oh i want to do this thing and now it's like one of my favorite conventions to go to so yeah my question to you is this year are you going to go back as bughead (laughs) definitely not um (laughs) i don't even have most of the parts of that cosplay anymore i think i just have the shirt and i don't even think i have the hat anymore oh so yeah, because it, it was a combination of uh, there was a there was a jughead like crown long sleeve that Betty wore, and then I wore it over um, like a, a collared shirt, but I cut the sleeves off because like the shirt sucked, so I cut basically all of the shirt apart and just kept like the collar so that it would <laughs> stick out, and then I just wore like I think I wore like black jeans and a flannel like like Jughead does, and I wore his hat, and then I wore some combat boots. And that was my bughead cosplay. <laughs> it is funny seeing like people at cons and how hard they go yeah. with cosplays, and then just thinking of that because that probably just looked like you were a normal person. I literally just looked like a normal. I might have looked a little bit like a, a jughead cosplayer, like vaguely, Maybe. but I just looked like a person. <laughs> I was so I was so pumped. I was like, oh my god, everyone's gonna be asking me like. I, I, I knew nothing, um, but I still had a blast. As soon as I figured out what was happening, I was like, okay, so I'm an idiot, but that's fine. I'm going to have fun anyway. <laughs> and it was really, really fun. Yeah, I had a lot of friends uh, because I went to school in West Michigan that went to C2E2 mm. uh, most years. And so that was always fun. I never went because I thought that I was too good for it and I <gasps> hate it. Same, dude. Because, yeah, because no, I was like, I don't know, comic convention. It's like, so nerdy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm like... Let me go to every con, please. <laughs> I know. Cons are so fun. Like, even even to, like, not... Because I, was, I wasn't a huge comic person. Like, that's why my mm-hmm. friends were going. They were going for comics and art and, like, those kind of panels. But, like, I think the first thing... The first year that I went, Travis McElroy was there. And so that was very cool. Like, I got to go stand in a, a cool uh, line of, of McElroy fans. And I was starving. I had not eaten. And, like, one of them very sweetly offered me a Luna bar. And I was like, oh, my God, you have to eat this. <laughs> like, you can't just not be eating at a con. And, uh, yeah, they had, like, a late night panel that I went to. It was really fun. And then um, my friend Carissa, who you met over the weekend, uh, mm-hmm. she is – massively into like cons and cosplay and stuff like that so the following year i uh i went with her um not like with her but like adjacent to her because she's doing like major cosplay and stuff um and that was also really fun and and now i i go basically as many as often as i can this year's is in august which i said and i'm just like august is a weird time summer (laughs) summer con i guess okay at least it'll be like ac (laughs) that's true in the middle of the summer it's true i got really sick after the first con Mm. Like I could feel myself getting progressively more ill throughout the day. And then Sunday I was just completely wrecked. I was like between not eating and like already getting like feeling a little bit sick. I was like, Mm-mm, I'm done. I'm out for the count. That was me after PodCon. Yeah. I remember feeling like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling great. But There's a lot of I people. Hmm? <sighs> anyway, 
Want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season three, episode two is titled The Double Lie. The episode aired on September 29th, 1995. Sean stays with Corey's family after Jonathan tells Sean he'll be out of town for the weekend, despite the fact that Sean has a hot date. <laughs> oh, also, man. fun fact right at the beginning of this, this is Anthony Tyler Quinn's favorite episode. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, that that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. <laughs> Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we go to the first scene where it's school. Corey and Sean are watching a couple break up in the hallway. She says, and I never want to see you again. And Sean goes, yes, Veronica Watson is back on the market. And Corey says, all right, but you better act fast. And Sean goes, no, I should respect what she and Dennis had and give her time to get over it. He waits about three seconds and then turns and says, all right, then. And walks up to her. He says, I saw what just happened with you and Dennis. And she cuts him off to say, look, if you're asking me out for Friday night, I really don't think I'm ready. And he says, I understand. How Saturday? She says, perfect. He responds, beautiful. I'll pick you up at eight. And they smile at each other like a little too long. And then he walks over to Corey, who says, that was a good move because word of their breakup is bound to spread quickly. And she's halfway down the hall when a bunch of guys run up yelling her name. And she stops them all and is like, sorry, I'm busy Saturday. And they all go, aw. And Sean says, busy Saturday she is. Busy, busy, busy. Man, I wish I could be a fly on that wall. Corey's like, Maroon, you're going to be there. And Sean says, even better. <laughs> Corey's like, I'll ask my parents if it's okay. And Sean goes, why would you do that? And turns out Sean is staying at the Matthews this weekend because Turner has to go out of town for a wedding. Sean's bummed. And Corey's like, my parents are cool when Topanga's over until 10 o'clock. Sean's like, if I have a 10 o'clock curfew and I pick her up at 8, that only gives us... Oh, the stinking metric system. So he goes to try and talk to Turner. Out of going out of town, he starts with flattery, and Turner gets suspicious and says, not my stereo again. Trump says, nope, still drying out. Listen, my friend Corey here tells me you're going out of town. Turner's like, what do you mean he told you? I told you myself. I looked you in the eyes and said, I'm going out of town. You're staying with the Matthews. Do you listen? And Sean says, what? And Turner again says, do you listen? And Sean turns around to look at Corey. Corey's like, he's asking if you listen. And Sean says, oh, oh, well, I tried. John, we talked about this. When adults talk, I hear this buzzing sound. And Turner says, well, I'll talk over it. And reiterates that he's going out of town because his friend Chris is getting married. Got me? Sean goes, people get married every day. And Turner just rolls his eyes. And Corey's like, Sean, may I? Sean says, please. And he steps up and says, how many times does a guy get a date with Veronica Watson? That's right, Mr. Turner. The Veronica Watson. Turner says, oh, oh, then I'll just cancel. And Corey looks back at Sean like, see? And Turner continues, yeah, I'll return my non-refundable plane ticket. My buddy Chris will just push back his wedding. 300 chicken calves will have died in vain. That way, the world can make Sean Hunter happy. Sean puts his arm out for a hug and says, oh, man, come here. You really touched me there. And Turner's like, are you kidding me? You're staying at the Matthews. You got me. And Sean confirms. And he and Corey go to leave. But before Sean does, Veronica Watson comes in and brushes some hair out of his face and says, Saturday, and then sits down at a desk. And Sean turns back to Turner with a pleading look. And Turner just says, no. And he turns back to leave. And that's the end of the scene. Oh, man. Um, First off, imagine being that popular enough that people literally run up to you in the hallway. To ask like, you out. Hey. <laughs> That is wild. wild. A lot of the scene is Sean being the sweet little idiot that yes. we know and love, yes. which is great. Corey briefly mentioning that Topanga is like cool with being at his house. Yeah. I completely forgot that they were together. I know. Like I know and that she's we not just in this episode. This. Yeah. yeah, she's not. A, she's not in it. But I completely forgot about it, and I was like, oh yeah, they're dating <laughs> now. It was weird. Yeah. But also, I'm, I'm with Turner in the fact that weddings are so damn expensive. Yeah. That like e- even when you're attending a wedding, that it's like there's no way. And also the fact that Corey's excuse to him is like 
it's the Veronica Watson. I'm like, he is an adult. He right. Not Why would he care about this <laughs> literally at all? <laughs> but I love, I still love Sean and Turner's relationship. It's really so. fun. It's fun. So the next scene, we're back in the hallway. Sean is still complaining about having to have the date at Corey's house. And Corey's like, listen, Topanga's never complained. And Sean goes, even with your folks there, Corey's like, you take care of Topanga. I'll worry about the rest. Sean says, I'm going to dedicate this date to you, man. And Corey is looking so pleased. He says, how do I answer that? <laughs> It's very cute. We <laughs> cut over to Turner and Feeney, who tells him to start Monday's staff meeting without him because he has a dentist appointment. Turner asks if it's serious, and Feeney's like, no, just a checkup. Actually, I find a visit to the dentist oddly pleasant. And Turner's like, well, maybe they'll find a cavity so you can really party. And they laugh, and Turner leaves as Feeney stops Eric and says, a question? And Eric goes, uh, who's that French guy that fixed the mill? And Feeney's like, the clock is ticking, Mr. Matthews. And Eric's like, what the heck are you talking about? To which Feeney responds that he has a 10-page paper due. And it's like, the year just started. I don't remember a paper. Louis B. Pasteur, answering his own mill question. And Feeney <laughs> clarifies it's a paper from last year. And Eric says, ah, I forgot about that one. Came up with that milk guy, though. You saw that. You were here. And Feeney <laughs> says he has until Monday to turn it in or it will go from an incomplete to an F. And Eric's like, that's not going to happen because I've been working on it all summer. Up here, Feeney replies, where it's safe. And Eric nods and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> oh, Eric. I'm just going to say, I, I do to enjoy the dentist when I'm just going in for a cleaning. Here's the thing. I used to. But now, the dentist that I started going to when I moved, like, measured my gums every time. And that basically just feels like poking my gums with a needle. So it hurts yeah. really bad. And it ruins eating for me for the rest of the day. So now I don't like the dentist anymore. Ah, uh, what a bummer. <laughs> yeah. I also really used to enjoy the dentist, which most people don't. But I, I was right there with you. Hmm. I need to go back. Me too. <laughs> I haven't been in like two years. It's very bad. There was a pandemic. It was a penny. Cake. <laughs> it was a penny D. Sounded like the weirder version of like a sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> Penny D. Penny D. <laughs> oh, how we cope. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep laughing so you don't cry. Anyway, kind um, <laughs> of the next scene, we're at the Matthews in their kitchen. Eric is ordering a paper on his topic over the phone as Corey comes downstairs and reads the ad in the paper promoting term papers by Gerard. If you get a D, your paper is free. Credit card order is accepted. But Eric, you don't have a credit card. Eric says, I do now. Some bank sent me one. Like, I got the money. And Corey looks at the phone and says, no calls. And Eric says, oh, Topanga called, said she'd be at that number for like a half an hour. That was about an hour ago, so I didn't write it down. And Corey's <laughs> mad because he'd been waiting for that call. And Eric's like, relax, you're acting like this is the first time. Corey says, well, it's the last time, bub. And Eric goes, hey, little bro, life's tough, get a helmet, and hits him on the forehead. Uh, this is a line. <laughs> this is a line that was in all the promos and commercials, um, mostly on Disney Channel, if I remember correctly. And if I, I, we might, I might try to find it. I might try to find it and we can post it if we do, but. I'm pretty sure it's like the first thing that you look up is Boy Meets World promo because mm -hmm. I remember seeing this a couple times that I was trying to look it up before. Yes. I like, I knew that as soon as he said it, I was like, that's an iconic one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sean comes in and Eric says, hey, Hunter, you're staying with us this weekend. That's great. You guys don't spend enough time together. Why don't you guys just wear like one big shirt? And then he walks away and Sean's like, what did he sit on? And Corey says, forget about him. Listen, all systems are go for you and Veronica tomorrow night. He proceeds to explain how his parents have a dinner date for which the reservation he canceled, so they will be forced to wait extra time. I'm thinking by the time they get home, you'll be on your way to your second date. And Sean nods and then through his teeth says, that's great, Cor. And Corey's like, what are you doing? And then when he can't understand what he's saying, he says, I'm resting my lips. Thanks. Now I have to start over. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. First off, when Will and Ben are standing next to each other, 
been grew so much and it's still wild to yeah. me because they're like nearly the same height mm-hmm. and that's bizarre also eric still dumb yeah uh, especially with the whole credit card thing because i was thinking if i took every single offer that they ever gave me in the mail that'd be terrible <laughs> and i just worry for him and his future <laughs> but i Corey's plans are just so not thought out sometimes because this one <laughs> they could have just had like a full hour right mm-hmm. about them being at dinner if he cancels the dinner reservation they could literally just go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> or come I mean, home and i know yeah <laughs> But, like, when, the first time I watched the scene, I was like, that's the dumbest thing. They're mm-hmm. just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, because there's no Why would they in wait which... in line for an hour? <laughs> right. That's why you make a reservation so you don't have to wait. So they're not going to wait. They're going to go somewhere else. And I know this is probably, like, they've never had to deal with this this real life as being adults. But yeah. it's like, I don't have the time. I'm not just going to wait here for an hour. <laughs> right. Exactly. You dingus. <laughs> Next scene, we are in the Matthews living room. Veronica and Sean are making out on the couch in the dark. When they pull away, she compliments his lips. They're so, and he finishes well-rested. They start to make (laughs) make out again, but then Amy comes in the front door and turns the light on. She says, oh, pretend I'm not here. And Sean's like, okay, and goes to kiss her again. But Veronica's (laughs) like, Sean. And he says, you heard her, she's not here. Alan comes in and says, oh, but I am. Take a breather, Sean. Corey comes down the stairs and is like, what are you doing home so early? You had reservations at the Hillside Grill, right? They're like, yeah, but they lost them. So we found a place across the street and had a romantic dinner there. And Alan finishes and in under 90 minutes. As he sits down on the couch next to Sean, Sean asks, they still open? And Amy's like, we can take a hint. Come on, Alan, let's go make some coffee. And Alan's like, no, I'm okay right here. And turns on the TV (laughs) and watches like fly fishing for a bit. And then he like grabs Sean and just like, I'm just messing with you and gets up to leave. Corey follows soon after and Sean says, I think that's the last of them. Now, where were we? And Veronica says, I don't know about you, but I was right about here. And they start to kiss again. But then the doorbell rings almost immediately and Eric comes sprinting down the stairs for it. It's Feeney. He walks in and greets Eric and Sean says, all right, Mr. Feeney, welcome to my date. And Feeney just nods at him and says, I thank you, which is hysterical. (laughs) He turns to Eric and says, look what accidentally was delivered to my house and holds up an envelope and says you almost got away with it eric plays dumb and feeney continues did you think your little ploy would work and eric goes i thought i had a chance i had a moment of weakness and feeney goes what i have in my hands i know mr feeney because of a delivery error i am so sorry mr feeney is a receipt for 375 pay up bucko and eric laughs and says <laughs> i can't get anything past you and gives him a five and says you can keep the change and feeney says oh joy early retirement <laughs> and veronica turns to sean and says is this the weirdest date you've ever been on sean's like not really on a blind date once I got fixed up with my Uncle Mary. And she just looks at him and he's like, long story. Alan and Amy then come back in and greet Feeney and offer him coffee. And they all start gabbing until Corey says, people, please, can you not see the man here is on a date? I mean, that is Veronica Watson for crying out loud. And then they all lead over like the couch to look at her. And that is the end of the scene. I was distracted this entire scene by Veronica's whole ass boots on the couch. Are they really? They, she's curled, she's got her legs curled up under her on the couch and her whole shoes, her whole oh, shoes no. are on the couch. I had to watch this scene like three times. <laughs> I was like, this is distracting. I don't know what they're saying. Oh, that's bad. It made me so angry. <laughs> this entire scene, I would feel so freaking uncomfortable if oh, it was yeah. Veronica. But also like when Amy and Alan walk in and just sit down but then leave, mm-hmm. they never ask who that is in their house. They're just like, <laughs> okay, like- <laughs> Just Random don't girl? acknowledge. Sure. They don't they don't ask for her name. They don't acknowledge anything about her. Yeah. They're just like, "Oh yeah, go, let's go." 
And the fact that Feeny comes to the front door is also wild. Because oh, yeah. Because he's just at the back door. Right. And I know that it's for the comedic effect of like, well, now someone else is interrupting. But mm-hmm. like, it felt weird because I was like, you never go to the front door. <laughs> You're yeah. at the back door. <laughs> it's weird because it seems like the sides of their houses line up. Like, it's really, it's weird to understand the, like, adjacentness of their yards. Because presumably, if he came to the front door, he went around an entire block to get yeah. there. It's just completely, <laughs> like, inconvenient. It's very silly. I, yeah, but I loved his early retirement joke. Me too. <laughs> Some of his lines, man. I know. I thank you. I was, like, cackling. <laughs> like, I thought it was so <laughs> funny. He's just like, yeah, thanks. That's fine. <laughs> I'm also at your date now. (laughs) So the next scene, we are in a car ride. Alan is driving Veronica home and she and Sean are kissing in the back seat. He breaks them up and when they get to her house, they kiss a bunch more until finally she gets out. Alan tells Sean to walk her to the door and he says, I don't think so. I get out of this car. I ain't never coming back. And that's the end of the scene. I shortened it because that's. That's basically all that happened. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe that while they're in someone else's car that you know, like yeah. the person is someone that you know, and yeah. they're just sitting there making out in the back seat. Really going very at weird. It. Yeah, very. It's very intense. And Alan's like, "Uh, hello," <laughs> just <laughs> which I love him. He's great. Yeah. But the way that they ended that, I was like, "Not nah, gross." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. Uh, the next scene, we're in the boys' room. Sean is pacing around, and Corey's like, "Forget it, the date's over. Just take another shower." Sean's like, "I can't. I use up all the cold water." Corey, I gotta get out of here. I gotta see her. Corey says, <laughs> "Now there's a shock." Sean Hunter breaking curfew. You know, I was thinking one night that you stay here, you could actually, I don't know, stay here. And Sean opens the window and says, "Corey." Your mom and dad are down there making out. <laughs> Corey says, God bless him. Sean starts <laughs> freaking out. Says, they're blocking my escape route. How do I get out of here? And he comes up with a ridiculous plan that involves going over the roof until Corey's like, if my parents are out back, you could just go out the front door. And Sean says, me, go out the front door. You know, that's so crazy. It just might work. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> a dingus. A dingus. A sweet little idiot. I love that it was, take your se- take the second shower. <laughs> Like, he'd already taken one. He didn't need to. Also, I love oh, the way that he says the God bless him. Yeah. It's also just very funny. Because <laughs> I also cannot imagine, like, you know, parents, like, conceiving the idea of my own parents yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. But Making it's so out. funny that he's like, God bless him. <laughs> he just love loves him. his parents. <laughs> Supports them 100%. Yeah. Whatever they do. He's like, I ship my parents. They're great together. <laughs> I also like the idea that Sean used up all the cold water because that's just not possible. Like, water is cold by default. You have to use up the hot water because it's heated. Like, oh, man. It's just a silly line. If that's how that worked and you used up all the cold water and all that's left is hot water, mm, life would be grand. That would be amazing. (laughs) You could just run cold water for a couple of hours before your shower and then you would only have hot water. Amazing. All right, I think now we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more of The Double Lie. Hey, welcome to the mid-roll. This is the spot where we will be doing any announcements, upcoming Patreon shoutouts, future ads, and any other little things that we want to chat about that we don't feel like we have time for at the end of the episode. So, first up, The Lost Years has a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. We have three tiers. There's $2 a month is light nostalgic, $6 a month is friend of the pod, and $10 a month is sweet little idiot because... Why are you giving us so much money? You sweet little idiot. All tiers actually come with the same benefits. It's merely just a pay whatever level you want situation because we know 
that money is hard. But the bonus content in the Patreon includes early access to episodes, bonus episodes like the Cruise Cut, the Centipede Cut, and more, behind-the-scenes stuff like our 90s con vlog, bi-weekly talkbacks, Patreon shoutouts that'll happen right here in the middle of the episode, all that type of stuff. Once again, that's patreon.com slash pod. We also have a coffee account. If you have a couple extra bucks at the end of the month that you want to donate, but you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, which we fully understand, you can still send it our way at coffee.com slash pod. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash pod. We appreciate you. Tay and I just came back from a super successful weekend at 90s Con, and we're going to be dropping an episode in the next week or so that recaps the entirety of the weekend. We can't wait to talk about it. It was a hoot and a half. It's going to be a fun episode. I miss it. Uh, all right. You have water nearby? If you do, hydrate. If you don't, get some. And then hydrate. Thanks for joining us, and let's get back to the episode. Us? We're a group of out-of-control, totally wild writing rebels. Do you find that writing about these themes kind of helps you work through that fear or, or grapple with it or understand it better? Yeah, but sometimes we get crazy... Even though I didn't get to explore it as much as I'd like, I've realized that I made something I really like. I've had all these kind of half-formed ideas of, like, stories. And so now I feel like those stories have a home. Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast for all stages of the writing journey. Fuck, I'm so tired. I know. Time is time is nothing but words to me now. <laughs> and we're back. The next scene, we are at Turner's place. Veronica and Sean are outside. They kiss and he says, prepare to enter Hotel Del Sean and opens the door, turns on the light and what? Turner is there with a woman. They stare at each other for a beat and Sean, mouth agape, says, what are you doing here? And Turner says, what are you doing here? And that's the end of the scene, but it was a short one, so we're going to continue. Uh, mm-hmm. We come back and Turner says, oh, this is bad. And Sean repeats, this is bad. Veronica says to the woman, is this bad? And the woman confirms, it's pretty bad, honey. And Sean says, look, Jonathan, this isn't what it looks like. Turner says, what is it? And Sean's like, well, um, you're her favorite teacher and she wanted to see where you live. Veronica says, nice. And Sean's like, well, that about wraps up this tour. Next stop, Feeney's. And they start to try to leave. And Turner says, stay. Sean, what do you take me for? The woman says, Jonathan, how about I leave here and I'll drop this girl off? And he's like, okay. And he thanks her, says he'll call her later. And she starts to go. And Veronica and Sean share like a sad wave as Turner closes the door behind them. <laughs> and he turns to Sean and says, what could you possibly be thinking? Sean says, you saw her. There's not much to think about, which is... Gross, that's her teacher. Um, Turner says, you are supposed to be at the Matthews, Sean. If I can't trust you, Sean cuts him off and says, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I really am. I just thought, hey, hey, wait a minute. How's the wedding, pal? And Turner says, that's not the point. And Sean's like, yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh, the Big Apple, the City of Angels. And Turner's like, okay, we're getting a little off the subject here. Sean's like, that tuxedo, does it come in tuxedo? Which is probably one of my favorite lines of the episode. Turner says, enough, I'm the adult here. You're the kid, remember? Sean's like, what's that mean? You can lie and I can't? Turner says, look, I need a little privacy. I got my own life, you know? Sean's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was cramping your style by living here. Turner says, this is my place. I don't need to defend myself. Sean's like, yeah. Yeah, your place. That says it all. And Turner calls after him, but he storms out. And that is the end of the scene. I'm with Sean here. He's not wrong. Yeah, he's definitely not wrong. Like, he's I just, mean, he is wrong. He is wrong. But, but he's like, not wrong. Because <laughs> immediately when they opened the door at the beginning, I was like, Turner lied. <laughs> like, I just, 
<laughs> was freaking out a little bit about that. Yeah. But really quickly before jumping back into Sean and Turner, the fact that the lady that he's there with is just going to take the gal, like take Veronica yeah, home. Some random like, child. Just random lady, random child together. Yeah. Just seemed crazy to me but like you can't you can't just lie to him though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that that bummed me out and like we all know that white lies exist and like we tell them all the time but in sean's situation he's coming from this rough home life and now like you're really making him just not feel like he's welcome or like he he can trust you yeah that's like you trust him it's so sad (laughs) i need to think about it like that i forgot about his home life because he's been with turner and it's been so good my sweet angel boy. This is my lesson. <laughs> Spoiler. So the next scene, we're in the Matthews backyard. We hear a motorcycle revving and Turner turns up in the backyard. Feeney comes out of his house as he walks around and says, Jonathan, was that your motorcycle or did the shuttle just land? And Turner apologizes for waking him and says he's looking for Sean. Feeney says, I always knew that arrangement of yours had the potential of ruining one's private life. And Turner's like, my private life is far from ruined. Feeney says, I meant mine. And then we hear a woman's voice call out, George, where do you keep your towels? Face. He and Turner exchange a look, and Feeney says, Well, as I said, uh, I'll be late Monday morning. Dental appointment. And Turner repeats, Dental appointment. And Feeney says, She is my dentist. And he goes inside his house. Alan then pops out and says, Hi, Jonathan. Great to see you. Always a pleasure. Now's not really a good time. Bye bye. And Turner's like, Alan, Alan, I can't wait. I'm looking for Sean. And Alan says, Right now, right this moment. And Turner confirms. And Alan sighs and says, Come on in. Then when they get in the house, call Sean to come down. Corey comes down and says, As you can probably tell, I am not Sean. <laughs> Turner says, Where is he? And Corey's like, That's the beauty here. I don't know. And I'm glad I don't know. For once, I don't have to cover for him. Feels good telling the truth. Good night, everybody. He starts to go back upstairs, then comes back down and says, aren't you supposed to be in Pittsburgh? To Turner, who says, yeah, yeah. And Corey just goes back upstairs. That hurt, says Turner. And Alan asks, what? And he says, I messed up. I told Sean a little white lie. I told him I was going out of town for a wedding when actually I didn't go anywhere. I stayed home with a date. And Alan's like, ooh, let me guess. Sean showed up with his girlfriend at your apartment and caught you and your date. Turner's like, oh, you're good. And Alan says, a lot of years, pal. And then... We hear Amy from upstairs say, Alan, (laughs) the bathtub is full, the champagne is poured, the candles are lit, and here she appears on the landing in, again, a floor-length, TGIF-appropriate lingerie. Uh, And Jonathan is here. What a sweet, wonderful surprise. And Alan says, I'll be right up. And she says, oh, great. Then we can finish that conversation we were having. Night-night. And goes back upstairs. (laughs) Turner says, sorry. And Alan's like, so am I. Turner's like, listen, I'm going to take off and go look for Sean. And Alan's like, oh, really? Where? And Turner just stops and says, I don't know. Alan, what the heck was I thinking when I asked Sean to come live with me? I'm a single guy. I'm not ready to be a parent yet. And Alan's like, I got three kids and I'm still not ready. Jonathan, I've seen you with Sean. You're great with him. He says, I wasn't so great an hour ago. And Alan's like, you made a mistake. You didn't break him in half. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're only human. And Turner asks, then why do I feel so stupid? Alan says, well, welcome to the parent club. Alan Matthews, member since 1978. And they shake hands and Turner asks what got him in. And Alan's like, the first time when Eric was four, I lost him in an amusement park. He wrote the Colossus for six hours. You're going to make mistakes. The trick is learning how to deal with them. And Eric walks in reading his purchased paper and says, the Manhattan Project didn't even happen in Manhattan. It happened in New Mexico. Call it the New Mexico Project. Who's gonna know? He sits down with them at the table and says, I could have been a scientist if I wanted. And they both just look at him for a second and turn us like, six hours, huh? And Alan says, round and round and round. As Eric like holds a can of soda up to his ear and is tapping it. I don't know what he's doing, but that's the end of the scene. Okay, this whole scene is wild. Mm-hmm. Everybody's lying. <laughs> 
and or doing the deed, which yeah. is just it's a fun a fun time. It's as soon as fun. the woman in Feeney's house just yelled, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> Other than that one time mm-hmm. that we saw Feeney with a woman uh, in the past that he was trying to hit on or was with yeah, at yeah, a yeah. coffee shop, whatever. Yeah, yeah, this is, There's someone in his home. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. And then as soon as Alan opened the door to it was like, now's not a good time. I was like, they're going to be doing something. So it's going to be happening. It's Saturday night. Everybody's it getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> Except Corey's the only one that's just telling the truth and not with anybody. I love him. <laughs> Um, but I love, uh, I do love this little moment between Turner and Alan because I feel like, not that I'm in this spot, but anyone that I know that I'm friends with someone that's a parent or like my own parents have always been like, I don't, I never knew like how I I was going to be a parent or like what it meant to be like a good parent, quote unquote. And so it's like, everybody's just always learning. And even like, I mean, Alan's still doing it, but Turner has to like also catch him, like he has to give himself a break because Mm -hmm. he just started all of this. Yeah. And Sean is like a teen or a preteen at this point. And that's just a lot of years to make up for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not understanding sure. anything. But Amy, coming down. <laughs> so funny. Floor length red lingerie. <laughs> she looks great. Like, let me be clear. Yeah. She looks stunning. But it's so funny anytime they show any sort of lingerie. And maybe that's just how lingerie looked in the 90s. I don't think that's true. But like, she's always wearing just the most extravagant gowns when she's in lingerie. And it's so funny. It's one of my favorite, like, moments in this episode, but also like of the series. She's like, and Jonathan is here. What a sweet, wonderful surprise. I also just love that Corey was just there like two seconds ago. (laughs) He's just vibing in his room, man. His parents are having a night. (laughs) It's very good. So the next scene, we are back at Turner's place. He comes in and turns the light on to see Sean sitting on the couch alone in the dark. Sean asks, where were you? Another wedding? And Turner says, I was out looking for you. Sean says, yeah, well, I took off. Realized there was no place to go. So when I got there, I came back. So here you are, Turner says. Now what do we do? And Sean goes, you tell me. You're the adult. And Turner's like, hey, listen, I'm new at this. I'm just making this up as I go along. You didn't come with instructions here, Sean. And Sean says, you lied to me. And Turner says, yeah, I did. Sean, I'm sorry. I should have just been straight with you. You're no angel, by the way. 15-year-old kids should not be bringing girls back to empty apartments. And Sean asks, so what are you going to do? Kick me out? And Turner's like, come on. Every time one of us messes up doesn't mean somebody's got to take off. We got to talk these things out. Look, we both messed up, all right? We'll just do it right next time. Sean asks, John, you ever feel like the walls are just closing in? You got no place to go where you can just be alone? Turner's like, yeah, that's probably why I tried to run my little scam. And Sean agrees. That's why I ran mine. They sit down on the couch and Sean says, look, if you want to be alone with your girlfriend, you can just tell me. I can find things to do. Turner says, legal things? Sean's like, in certain states. And Turner laughs, laughs and Sean says, and if I want to be alone with my girlfriend, you'll get lost too, right? And Turner just gives him a look and he says, hey, I had to take a shot. We Okay. And Turner says, yeah, we're good. And he puts his hand out and Sean takes it and they have a little smile. And then Turner thinks and says, it's your move. And Sean's like, what? And Turner says, Veronica's behind the couch, isn't she? Sean goes, man, I was that close to telling you. And Eric pops up from behind the couch and says, hi, Mr. Turner. Nice place. And Sean says, huh? Veronica Watson. And Turner looking at her is the freeze frame on which we end the episode proper. It's very cute. Very fun. I just like this little scene between them. It's a delight. It's just, it's when you communicate. (laughs) (laughs) Things are good. All people really need to do ever is talk to each other. It's a wild concept, I know. Yeah. 
to think about Sean's perception of conflict is just running from it. Makes Mm -hmm. me sad for him. So I love that there's this moment of like, every time something happens, you don't have to run. We can just Mm -hmm. talk about it. And that's okay. Like that can just be okay to have like both an authority figure and like the person who is taking care of him right now be like, we can just talk and you can tell me what's going on and that can be fine. Because like there's there's this history of Sean running from his conflict. I mean, all the way back to the first season when he blew up the, the mailbox, like right. he ran because he doesn't know how to deal with conflict because that's how everybody in his life has ever dealt with conflict. And I just love that he's got a, a decent example now of like, how do we deal with this? We talk about it because I'm not going to just bail when things are hard. Yeah, I also like Turner admitting that like he was in the wrong yeah. too because you know, it's it's very easy to kind of brush it off as like, no, I didn't do anything, but exactly. it's like, no, I I I know that I messed up and I'm going to let you know and you can call me out on it. Yeah. But also, like that's just something that we're both going to work on and it's not going to happen again. And that's very nice. It's so rare, at least I get, I would say for my generation to hear, I say my, like it's not yours, you're our generation, <laughs> millennials, um, yeah. we're, to hear from your parent, like I made a mistake because no generation prior to that was like, that was not a thing that was dealt with. Like, yeah, our, I would say, just speaking for personal experience, our parents and their parents have a whole lot of unresolved trauma. And nobody's dealing with it. Nobody's talking about it. And rather than admit like, yes, I did this. I made mistakes. Like it's, well, no, like you were the problem that should have been fixed. Like you should have been more this. And I might be projecting, but realistically, like having an authority figure say, yes, I made a mistake. I messed up. I'm sorry, let's talk about this. Let's do it better next time. It's both a great example and just like great parenting of like, it's okay to be a human. You're still a human when you're a parent. You're not gonna Mm -hmm. be perfect. But as long as you're willing to like talk through those things and work it out, you know, it can be fine. It can be fine. Yeah, Yeah, it's another one of those moments where I'm happy that this was on the TGIF block where it's like kids can watch it, but parents can also watch it too. Yeah. And are encouraged to watch it because then it's like, hey, we can all learn something and this is not just a kid's show. Mm -hmm. But that also made me think of the like when you're talking about the unresolved trauma, because you're right. I'm like (laughs) thinking of a lot of instances with people or like adults or parents that it's just too much. Yeah. The fact that therapy, like going to therapy used to be like a joke. Yeah. And like if people did, that was like looked down upon. It's like, hey, it's actually good. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone to talk through your stuff. And it's crazy that that used to be like she's in therapy yeah like she's crazy like yeah men especially oh my god men never went to therapy and all of them need it (laughs) a lot of problems could be fixed if they just went to therapy. truly anyway (laughs) the lesson is everyone needs to go to therapy Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, it's episode's over. Um, so end credits. We are at school. Feeney comes up to Eric in the hallway and tells him he just graded his paper. And Eric says, I don't know if it was a topic or I was just in the right mood, but I almost enjoyed writing this paper. But he's like, interesting. But your topic was the Manhattan Project. The paper in my hand with your name on the cover is about Abraham Lincoln. Strangest thing. <laughs> Eric's like, uh, uh, uh what? And he's like, well, if I recall, this is a copy of a paper written by Sean Hunter from last year. Abraham Lincoln, the best beard in history. I particularly liked his comparative analysis. Colonel Sanders, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so 
ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And I forgot. I didn't realize it until I said it out loud with my own human mouth. It's so ridiculous. What is oh, up with God. that, though? <laughs> Eric says, no, Mr. Feeney, see, I paid for this paper. I mean, I wrote this paper. I mean... Okay, Mr. Feeney, you got me. I ordered the paper through a term paper writing service I found on the back of a magazine. Ah, says Mr. Feeney, term papers by Gerard. They're good. Eric's like, that still doesn't explain. I mean, how did my paper get switched with Hunter's? And just then, Corey walks up and says, hey, big bro, life's tough. Get a helmet. And smacks him on the forehead just like Eric did him. And then he kind of gloats as he runs away. And Eric says, excuse me, Mr. Feeney, I got to go make some more room at the breakfast table and runs after Corey. And then we get another shot of Eric chasing Corey through the back of the hallway. And that is the end of the episode proper. It's very silly and fun. I love, he slaps him so well. (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) <laughs> it was so funny but i love the two of them yeah it's good them, sibling but... shit man yeah well sid what was the lesson sid <laughs> go to therapy <laughs> go to therapy i mean don't lie is a very general one mm. um we all know that white lies happen but lying can break people's trust for sure uh and you know, just just don't do it. <laughs> and communicate, because once you do, everything's okay. <laughs> you actually communicate your feelings and what the heck's going on. Then you have a better understanding of people, and they have a better understanding of you. So, go to therapy. <laughs> I really want all of the lessons to be to go to therapy, actually, from now forward. <laughs> go to therapy. We'll just, like, subliminal message it throughout the whole episode. <laughs> going forward, of just little tiny, like, go to therapy. Yeah, if you listen to the first, like, three seconds of every minute, it's just us whispering, go to therapy. <laughs> In the background when there's, like, a breath or something. Just- yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. At least for one episode. Just yeah, see maybe. if anyone catches it. <laughs> It'll be an Easter egg. We're not going to tell you what is happening. But one day, we're just going to whisper, go to therapy all over the episode. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we've reached the end of the episode. I love this one. This is a fun one. Again, Anthony Tyler Quinn's favorite. Yeah, it makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> it makes, it's I get very it. good. It makes sense to me. Well, well, here we are. <laughs> if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Lost Years Pod, where we share fun memes, we share when the episodes drop, and we also ask what you're nostalgic for. And honestly... We just had too many from last week that I just want to keep going because people kept responding to it. We did have like more people just came out and they were like, oh, wait, I have a job. And I was like, (laughs) vibes, vibes. (laughs) Which granted, people don't know when we we record these episodes and when I post them. So I think I did that the day of. It makes sense. People were like, I want to get involved. For sure. So again, it was what was your first job? And this is one of my favorite favorite names that I've seen in a minute. At Screams McNutty. Oh, yeah. good one <laughs> said i worked on a golf course too as a cart girl in response to uh ties which is fun mm. then we also had at ready set fire one two three said five below cashier for about three weeks when oh. i was 16 it was terrible Ah, <laughs> uh, that sounds about right <laughs> i love yeah. five below but that sounds right yeah it's uh, retail man <laughs> yeah retail man especially for a store like that yeah I at joe jb schaefer said local small business eatery we respect love that love supporting small businesses yeah just yes. small business <laughs> yes oh yeah <laughs> and it's local i <laughs> love that <laughs> oh god we're fine <laughs> 
at Chex926 says, Hostess at Eaton Park. I am still employed there as a casual employee, which means I haven't worked since July. No. <laughs> um, what is Eaton Park? Yeah, what is Eaton Park? That's a great question. I wasn't going to say anything because you seemed like you knew. <laughs> and then you said it. So now I'm going to also say it. It seems like, just based on the name, that it's something like a Sonic, um, mm. where you're parked. And it's pretty on the nose. But... <laughs> But I don't know. I'm just assuming that based on context clues. Yeah, yeah. If I'm wrong, please let me know. What if it's a drive-in movie theater? See, I would love that too. That was the other thing that I was thinking of. Yeah. And I also miss drive-ins now. I've only been to drive-in once in my life and it was like fine. <laughs> it was fine. It's crazy how that was like culture. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, at Unabashed James said, besides babysitting, my first job was at Zany Brainy, an educational toy store. Ah, That's cute. Cute. What types of educational toys? <laughs> yeah I'm man curious. i bet that's cool uh and then at d torch said running steers at the rodeo oh my god that's wild wait that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> things that i would never consider as a first job truly truly that's based on just specific. where i grew up <laughs> yeah 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 a suburb <laughs> <laughs> a suburb in troy michigan yeah <laughs> Well, thank you for those submissions. Thank you for continuing to submit. That's is really cool. Those are fun. I love first yeah. jobs. I need to come up with more questions that yeah. get this much engagement because these are fun. You can email us at theloshears at gmail.com. We might read your email on the show. Um, you can also rate us and write a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people find the show. It helps us out. And um, we love you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, we also, I was telling Tay this earlier, but we also passed 2,000 plays, and I just would like to thank everybody that's actually listened. Yeah, thank you for putting us in your podcatcher and giving us a chance. That's a cool deal. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And we're very grateful and thankful and happy because we work really hard, you know, to do the show. We've been working really hard. So we thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you for being here today. Thank you for being I've gathered you all here today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Tell you to go to therapy. <laughs> And thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. And you can check out other cool shows like Aaron and James Minute Movies and Unnatural 20s on www.scavengersnetwork.com. Our personal handles are at our show handles. But if you want to find me individually, twitch.tv slash it's Taycrow. That's where I'm at most of the time. Not most of the time. Like two, three days a week. I'm pretty sure we'll be having <laughs> like a sub or beta-thon to celebrate my one year on Twitch because that is also coming up. Whoa. And or has is happening the week of the this release. I don't actually know where this is in the timeline anymore. But um, yes, uh, that will be happening on my Twitch. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's a fun time. Sometimes it's there. Uh, tomorrow, which is in the past for you by a lot, I'll be putting a chair together on stream. So if you want to watch me do that, the oh, wow. bot is on my Twitch channel. <laughs> <laughs> exciting yeah uh you can find me on tiktok at sudsley i make fun content over there once in a while still waiting for the creative juices in my head to keep flowing well i think that's everything so um yeah take care of yourselves hope to see you back another time and until that next time <laughs> that was the weirdest one yet. <laughs> it was a weird one yeah your day your said just like it's always been what else do you need to know bye fam bye fam go to, go to therapy I like we both had the same idea. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.